The meaning of trust in tango. Hey, this is Dimitris de Kiros Tanguero. My goal is to bring more people to tango and more tango to people. Today I'm going to read to you one chapter of the book Tangofulness, Exploring Connection, Awareness and Meaning in Tango, concerning the meaning of trust. If you like it, you can find Tangofulness on Amazon in 11 languages. At the time of this recording, 12 really soon. If you haven't followed the podcast yet, look for the follow button and let's start. I believe there are two kinds of people in tango. Those who explore its deeper nuances, such as trust and responsibility, that can lead to a deeper connection, and those who are there just to have fun and socialize. Both of them are entitled to their opinions. The fact that I choose the first option is a personal choice that works for me and will not necessarily work for you or for the second kind of people. People who try to understand the deeper nuances most often are more committed to their tango journey. Since tango takes additional roles in their lives, it becomes more important for them. Thus, they become more committed to it. I have a personal love for the people who are committed to something or someone. I feel this brings them a certain energy and dedication, which is a quality I recognize and I'm drawn to. Before going deeper into the meaning of trust and responsibility, let me share with you a fun way to recognize the difference between being involved in something and being committed. Next time you have bacon and eggs, look at your plate. The chicken was involved, but the pig was committed. Although I no longer eat meat, I remember that what I loved on that plate was the bacon. Now, let's talk about trust. I remember my last festival before the pandemic. There were two maestros whose classes I wanted to attend. Their names are Carlos and Mirella, and were part of the first Tango Tips by the Maestros book. I knew they were the European champions of 2017 and judges in a few tango championships, and I loved their chapter in the book about grounding, elegance, and musicality, so my expectations were high. I didn't even look for a partner to join the class. After over 10 years of dancing, I realized I could learn just as much from an advanced partner as from a beginner. The first makes everything easy, so I can focus on creating a subtle and precise embrace. The second makes a lot of things more difficult, so I'm forced to explore everything deeper to create a clear embrace. In both cases, I'm learning. So I danced with a woman in her early 20s. Uh, it took less than a second to realize that her dancing background was mainly Latin dances, because her frame was high and stiff, and the hips moved in a way that you would expect during a slow rumba. It was not the first time I danced with someone with such background, so I was sure I could adapt. My smile disappeared for a split second when we took the first step together. Before explaining why, let me clarify that what I love about tango practice is that even though we both know the sequence, we're still expected to use the embrace to communicate so we can create the movement every time as if we didn't know it was coming. Carlos and Mirella ask us to lead a cross while paying attention to the valse rhythm. One and two and three and one and two and three and one. Specifically, we're trying to cross during one of the ends. I started doing simple steps to synchronize with the music so I could initiate the cross at the right moment. I walked a step forward, then a second, but my partner had already crossed. I quickly changed my weight to avoid stepping on her during my next step forward and continued, dedicated to walking for a little bit 
till I identified the next right moment in music. One step, two steps, and she had crossed again. As I was dancing only on the stronger beats, one, two, three, the cross was always coming out of rhythm. I tried again and again, laughing when our efforts failed to release tension and keep it positive. But I realized that my partner was disappointed by our efforts. She was obviously thinking I had no rhythm and that I was struggling with the exercise. And you might ask how I reached that conclusion. Well, <laughs> she simply started leading me. We didn't change our embrace, simply used her body and hands to do the cross and the time she chose to do it, and she forced me to do it with her. I was no longer expected to suggest the timing and, frankly, not even the steps. Since she didn't have experience in reverse leading me, I couldn't even follow properly. I could only react. I saw the situation from her eyes. She danced with a guy that couldn't hear the music, who was doing different steps from what the maestros asked, referring, of course, to my side steps or forward steps intended to find the right timing, and who was obviously struggling. At the end of the song, she had to go to the front office, so I danced with another partner. She was a lady in her early 70s who had been dancing for a year or two. In terms of technique and body movement, she didn't have the skills of my first partner. She closed her eyes. She followed me through a few side steps and a bit of walking. We performed a few crosses on time, then a simple few steps, and one more perfect time cross. The song ended. She opened her eyes. Trust, I said to myself. Without it, I couldn't lead a simple cross. Heck, I, I could not even walk. It was one of those moments when I realized the beautiful interdependency between the two partners. The moment trust is not there, it doesn't matter how good your technique is, nor your musicality or embrace. Trust is the glue that keeps the couple dancing together. There is no tango without trust. Now, have you ever heard the phrase, you have to earn my trust, in the context of relationships? A relationship starts, and Cameron tells Andy, yes, the one from the chapter The Meaning of Resistance, another chapter of Tangofulness, that Andy has to earn Cameron's trust before moving forward. Cameron feels more protected now. Cameron won't get hurt. Andy has to try to earn Cameron's trust. Although I understand this approach, I'm always attracted to people who have a different approach. I love people who consciously choose to trust, even if their partner hasn't earned that trust. Yes, they might get hurt more, but my experience has shown me that the benefits far outweigh the disadvantages. My wife Elena assumed the best in me from the very first moment. She keeps assuming the best in me when I succeed and when I fail. She puts me way higher than her and higher than I ever put myself. And when someone does that for you, you would be a fool not to try to be the person she sees. In the same way, I assume the best in her. I put her higher than me. I have trust in her good intentions both when she succeeds and when she fails. It feels like I'm pushing her higher and then she pushes me higher than her and then I push her higher and it goes on and on. I get addicted to that trust and I do my best to earn more. And she does the same. And the result, we both feel stronger, supported, understood, and we both keep going higher. Now, compare that with a relationship where both partners request for proofs of trust. 
competency, love, etc. from their partners. Using the above imagery in this relationship, the one is putting the other lower and asking them to try to go higher, to try to earn the trust. I wouldn't have been able to stay in a relationship like that. It sounds exhausting. Now, what does this have to do with tango? I love people who embrace me with trust from the very first second. I don't need to build the trust. Instead, I can immediately start experiencing the sweet fruits of it. Expression, creativity, co-creation, exploration, and the list goes on. And those fruits automatically build more trust, creating a beautiful feedback loop. I realize that there are people that don't embrace with trust. They might have many reasons for that. They might have been abused. Their culture might not be a hugging culture. They might have experienced life situations that taught them that people don't deserve their trust. They might have even lost a couple of nails in a milonga. They hold their shield up for protection. Since I look for ways to connect with more people while focusing only on the elements that depend on me, I need to understand how to earn trust in tango. This way my partners and I can enjoy the benefits of trust during a tanda. There were two principles that I needed to explore. How to give trust and how to earn the trust. I wanted to explore them both in a practical and a theoretical way. As I explored that topic in the book Tango Tips by the Maestros, I took advantage of the situation. I interviewed maestros about both topics. I learned a lot and I documented the answers in the book. Here, I would like to share one exercise that I loved from Eva Kelpside, a relationship coach and Takera. Eva identified the need for safety and shared a beautiful exercise that I would highly recommend if you find it difficult to just give your trust. I also recommend that you try it even if you don't find it difficult. It may help you feel safer inside your body and safety builds trust. Here it is. Sit down comfortably and take a deep breath. Determine which part of your body feels more vulnerable or less safe. It might be the angles, the knees, the frame of your back, your shoulders, your stomach, or any other internal area. It might be an area where you had an injury in the past, an area where you don't feel so, you know, comfortable or confident uh, about focus on this area. Now, use your palm to tap on this area of your body. Just start tapping on it. As you feel the gentle but firm touch of your palm, take it as support to strengthen your body's vulnerable part. Imagine it is supporting that part. Now, begin to feel the frame of your body, the outside of your body, is keeping your inside safe and untouched. The whole surface, your whole skin, is keeping everything inside safe. Now begin to trust that the frame of your body is going to protect you from the outside world. Really visualize it as a shield, as a protection. Everything inside is comfortable and safe. And then feel as if you're breathing safety into your body with every breath. It is possible that the first time you practice this, it may not feel like much. But the more you do it, the more you will start to feel the difference. 
the next step would be to practice being in the container while you're on the dance floor. In a perfect sense of tango, no one needs to push or pull. As you move, feeling the comfort of your own body, you invite the other to move along without using any force or need to compromise. This way of moving is a safe way of moving. None of the partners can be hurt because they're both feeling safe. What is left is to explore this intimate space that they are given without fear. By Eva Kelpsite from the book Tango Tips by the Maestros. I tried this exercise and I felt calmer and safer. I felt like my body was a safe space, uh, no matter what was going on outside. When I was in that state, I realized that I was hugging better, sweeter, calmer. Moreover, the person in front of me could feel it and relax. When I realized that, my curiosity took over. What if I could help my dancing partners relax in my embrace and trust me more? Wouldn't that mean that they and I would enjoy tandas more? During the interviews for Tango Tips by the Maestros, I asked two more of my favorite maestros, Vigels and Mariana. Vigels and Mariana, in my mind, they are the, the embodiment of yin and yang, analytical thinking and emotional intelligence, instructions and touch, process and creativity. I wanted practical tips that I could apply in the milonga regarding trust. So, here's a part of Vigels and Mariana's answer. Quote, For the women, when you dance with a beginner, Try not to do embellishments. Adornos. Leaders' capacity to absorb, understand, and then act upon information in the beginning is limited. So try to give to the leaders less information to process. This allows beginner leaders to relax. Leaders, you have to be relaxed. If my partner feels I am relaxed, she relaxes. If she feels I am tense, she gets tense. If you are relaxed and you feel she's a bit nervous, make poses, stop moving, take a deep breath in, a breath out, and make sure that she feels that, also from the movement of your body. If she realizes that you are doing it for her, she can choose to use that cue to do it as well, and that relaxes her also. You're both breathing a little bit deeper to calm down. Another thing you can do as a leader is to simply open your right hand a bit and re-embrace during a pose. If your follower is less advanced, try to not dance with her at her limit, but a bit lower than that. Even if you choose to take her to her limits, then go down again. Give her time to listen to the music, to breathe, to play with her legs. Don't go fast so she has time to focus. End of quote by Vigelis Hadjoblos and Mariana Kutandu and the book Tango Tips by the Maestros. I love that answer, so I pressed a bit more. How do you build trust fast with your dancing partners? After all, most of the time we only get one tanda with each. That's what they responded to me after explaining a few elements about trust and the embrace. Quote, then you have to show her at the first step that you are careful of the people around you. She needs to feel that you're not going to step on another person or hit another couple. The way of moving in the first 30 seconds shows her if she can trust you or not. Another thing that builds trust fast is if you manage to show her that you listen to the music and that you know the song very well. If you step on the music very well in the first 10 or 20 seconds, then the next part of the song will be more fluid. She trusts you. That's also true for the followers. Good musicality creates trust. Let's look at a specific example. Some things 
cannot be led by the leader 100%. For example, the leader is suggesting the boleo. Still, it is the follower's choice to have the strike of the boleo exactly on the beat because she has to activate her hips. Making the right choice shows to the leader that you do follow the music. That's important because good musicality helps the man think, even if my leading is not perfect, she can bring it in balance. This helps them relax and express themselves better. Also, sometimes leaders aren't sure if a song is finishing, but if the follower knows, then she can hold the leader softly to show him that now the music will stop. This way, while the follower is dancing with him, the leader starts feeling that she is bringing his, I mean, this resource, musicality, into their dance. From a leader's perspective, something that makes a leader trust the follower is the feeling that she trusts me. If a follower starts embracing the leader fully, offering her heart and her embrace, and showing that she wants to embrace him and dance with him, then leaders often feel they can trust the followers more. Moreover, leaders don't let a mistake confuse you. If your partner makes a mistake, continue as if there was no mistake, or as if it was a mistake but you don't care. Show her that it's okay to make mistakes. It's like all great relationships. When you have the first dates, everything looks perfect, but when you get deeper into the relationship, when you wake up with the other person without the makeup and the real thing starts, are you able to work with imperfection and find beauty, calmness and approval in it? Can you deal with imperfection? End of quote by Gels Hadjopoulos and Mariana Kutandu from the book Tango Tips by the Maestros. Showing our partners that we are okay with imperfection creates a feeling of safety. It also creates a non-judgmental space. This is the perfect environment for a person to explore the limits of her or his trust safely. We discussed a lot, so let me summarize. You might be one of those people who naturally give trust. It is a conscious choice to give it, although you know your partner hasn't earned it. You give it either way. You rock, you make our tango world beautiful. Now your responsibility might be to help others experience the benefits of trust. To do that, explore earning the trust of your partners. This is a conscious choice to build trust by showing that you care, understand and listen. You might struggle to trust people who haven't earned your trust and you might believe you're absolutely justified in doing so. You know that there are benefits that come with trust and you know that you would love to experience them, but you're afraid of what might happen if this trust is betrayed. In this case, trust starts with safety. So forget trust for now and explore your own safety. Don't push too much. Everything takes time. Find your safety. There are many practical ways to give and earn trust. I look deeper into the psychology of trust in order to approach it more systematically. I found three basic levels of trust. The first level is deterrence-based trust. This is the type of trust that is based on rules. This is the most fundamental level of trust in relationships. In deterrence-based trust, there are rules in place that prevent someone from taking advantage of or harming another person. In tango, this might be rules that cover the behavior of a dancer on the dance floor. Keep a safe distance from other couples. When there are too many people in the milonga, do small steps, no ganchos or boleos. When a potential partner denies dancing with you, don't insist. These are all rules. And when you see someone breaking them, you stop trusting that person. 
your responsibility at the level at that level would be to follow those rules. The second level of trust is knowledge-based trust. Here, you had enough experience with your partner and knowledge of his or her behavior that you feel you understand how your partner will react and behave. You had enough interactions over time where there has been a consistent display of trustworthy behavior. You believe you can trust your partner with the issues you experience together in the milonga. In tango, that would translate to having danced with your partner for a while and having a basic understanding of her or his body's mechanic, body mechanics, technique and reactions. Your responsibility at that level is to dance with your partner according to that understanding. For example, as Vagels mentioned, if you're a leader, don't demand more than what the follower can comfortably deal with or limit the time you bring her to her limits to a short duration. As Mariana suggested, if you're a follower, keep the amount of information you are passing to your partner during the dance to a level he can understand and process. The third and most intimate level of trust is called identity-based trust. Here, you know your partner's hopes, dreams, goals, ambitions, fears, and doubts. In relationships, this might mean that over time, you have increased your level of transparency and vulnerability with your partner and the partner hasn't taken advantage of you. He or she has proven himself or herself to be loyal, understanding and accepting. In tango, this is the level of trust that transforms normal tandas into potential life-changing experiences and tandas you might remember for years. I had tandas like that. I remember dancing with partners who were shaken and needed a safe, a safe place. Others who were hoping for one good tanda since they hadn't danced all night. And some who were afraid to dance with me since they believed my level was very advanced and that I wouldn't enjoy dancing with them. I danced with followers the last tanda of the night. Followers that I saw struggling all night in the milonga, dragged to the left and right, still hoping for a nice tanda. I had also been on the other side. I still remember my first teacher, Orestes, over 10 years ago, asking an advanced dancer named Eva with a great embrace to dance with me, simply to make me feel better after a recent breakup. She did, and I still remember the soothing effect of her embrace. Eva knew how I felt and gave me a safer place and a great embrace. I was blessed to dance some magical valses that emptied my mind from everything I was afraid of at the time. But make no mistake, the dance itself is not the only way. I took time to sit down and talk with women that I felt needed to share something, women that have been suffering in tango simply because they had failed to create an empowering view of their journey in it. I was blessed with women that took time to help me let go of limiting beliefs by sharing with me their views. The standards that followed those discussions were much deeper. Trust was built during the discussion before the dance. Your responsibility at that level is much subtle. Did you look for the right signs before doing a cabeceo? If you have no idea what I'm talking about, check the chapter The Meaning of Cabeceo in the book Tangofulness. Did you pay attention to body signs that show you the emotional experience of your partner? If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you might want to explore somatic disciplines that deal with trauma healing, for example. It can be transformational. Were you able to understand what type of dance 
your partner is looking to create? Hint, pay attention to your partner's musicality. Did you dance? Uh, did you take a moment to ask your partner what she or he enjoys more in tango? In other words, did you try to understand the hopes, the dreams, the goals, the ambitions, the fears and doubts of your partner and act accordingly? Those are the three levels of trust. You can move up and down the ladder depending on actions and situations. Trust can be built and destroyed. I find trust um, to be a fascinating layer of meaning that you can add to your tango. In almost every instance, I can get lost in simply trying to feel or analyze trust levels during a dance. It doesn't even have to be my dance. I can watch a couple dance and focus on that layer and get lost, travel in, you know, ethereal lands of the mind, body and soul. Too poetic? Well, let me bring it down a notch. I remember watching one of my favorite comedies, Hitch by Will Smith. Will plays the role of a pro professional dating consultant who makes his living teaching men how to woo women. At one moment, he looks deeply into the mesmerized eyes of uh, Kevin James. The purpose in the movie is to make the stunning Amber Valletta fall in love with Kevin. Will paints a beautiful image of all the beautiful things Kevin can achieve, showing him the potential to make a woman far beyond his level fall in love with him. Kevin is dreaming awake. Will poses and asks Kevin, Do you know what is your job at that moment? Kevin looks at him, not sure about the right answer. Not to mess this up. Will says, bringing Kevin back to earth, terrified. I feel the same, the same way every time I dance with someone that gives me her trust. A dance full of trust is so amazing that I simply don't want to go down that ladder of trust. When trust is given to you, as Will says, your goal is to not mess it up. If life has taught you not to give trust easily, to keep your shield up, I understand. I just want to share a sentence from one of my favorite songs and hope that the pleasure that comes from trusting can win over your fear of pain. This is the lyric. A shield is nice, but it blocks all the view. How are you going to pass through the door still holding the shield? Trust me, the view is marvelous. I hope that was helpful. You can find the complete book, Tangofulness, on Amazon in 11 languages, soon 12. Go ahead, take a look, and even if you don't buy it, you can put it in your wish list for later or as a gift for a friend. You can find links in the description or you can go to tangofulness.com. Don't forget to follow the podcast to be notified when more episodes are available. Hugs and stay curious.